<laughs> if you already know Drake or you already been on Drake's TikTok or his lives or his Sunday Zooms, which will be once a month now. <laughs> Did you know? Now you know. <laughs> you know whose voice this is. It's Shan from She Gets It Pod. So while you're listening to Everything Culture with an A, not a die, check out She Gets It pod all right i know i'm the one with the little boo me on there that's me all right new season new season 22 giving y'all encouragement motivation and a real insight in the things that i think about on a daily but i'm saying them out loud to y'all so check me out on she gets a pod on your favorite podcast app and also find me and the rest of my podcast on shambypodden.com. Now, I hope you're enjoying this show with everything culture. Hey, Drake. I'll let you have your mic back now. Bye. Lara all damn day. Mm-hmm. Okay, we want them. Cool. Put the paper in. We're about to go. I'm catch, about to catch a flight to wake up with a little baby boy one year old. I don't have kids. I don't know nothing about no baby. Mm-hmm. I don't know nothing about no baby. I don't know Jane, no diaper. Okay. Mm-hmm. But we're going to do it. Foster parent called me. Not the foster, not the foster agency. The foster parent called me. Oh, you told me this. And she's like, what is he mixed with? Oh, me being just a naive, young social worker, caseworker, whatever. Like, oh, he's uh, white and black. And I think his mother may be biracial, but you know, he's white and black. She's like, okay. My supervisor get a call from the case, the case manager, the foster agency saying, oh, the foster parents backed out because she has a surgery coming up. No, it's because he's black. So me being the person, I, I call. And as she talking to her, she was like, yeah, after you told me he was mixed with black, we decided not to have him. You know, he's going to grow up and, you know, he's going to start looking different and maybe acting different. I said, acting? What? Mm. What you mean by that? Mm-hmm. Man, that was a long time ago, and it still hit me. Still hit me. Still hit me. Because once again, little cute baby, I'm talking about, didn't have a care in the world, just want to eat, sleep, and, sleep and poop, and, and babble. That's it. Mm. And they didn't want him because he was mixed with black. Love it, man. 25 lighters on my dresser, yes, sir. I got stuck in pain. Bit, and it won't be a little hit. Go read a book, you illiterate, son of a bitch. Step up your vocab. Don't be surprised. Patience to these false accusations. They faking the shake and cut the money you're making. Bricks some money on the dresser. Drive a compressor. Top notch. Get the most. We back. We back. And we black. Welcome to She Gets a Pod and Everything Culture with Drake. My name is Shan. This is episode five. We're talking about racial labeling, promoting racism, aka the prejudice and discrimination on Black people. All right. And um, y'all should be familiar with the doll test that um, showed the effects of racism with black children um anti-black anything is not helping black people 
we see that every day in social media, on the news, in person, in the grocery store, at work. Um, the microaggressions are not helping Black people. The barriers we give ourselves with skin color and race in America is an ongoing trying thing. Um, individually being erased and lump sum into assumptions of who we are by how we look, how we dress, what communities we live in and work in. All of those fall under racial labeling and the way that um, in the media, it promotes racism for other people to feel comfortable on how they treat us. And that's what I want to talk about today. Um, yes. So um, that does also uh, fall into people who have ethnic names. Mm. And 50% of those people don't get callbacks from corporate jobs because of their names. So some people may use their middle name that sounds a bit more American-esque and uh, maybe passing in order to get jobs and having this sense of not belonging places or not feeling comfortable doing everything, everyday things like walking in a park, um, your child selling Girl Scout cookies outside. Lemonade, uh, candy, water, water. just uh, being black. Let's, let's get to it, Shan. Like, like okay. you, you walking the like, see, I appreciate you. You be okay. holding a hand. Up. I'm trying to step y'all in to make sure I'm not missing anything that's going on. And I'm on. like, I'm in the, I'm kicking y'all in the back. You know what we're talking about. Y'all so, know what we're talking about. We want to talk about all of this. So Drake and I are going to explore it. Um, if this does not pertain to you and you are not doing these things, great. I love it. Okay. Share the, just share, the, share it. Still share the episode. Educate your family, educate your grandparents, educate the people that you work with, educate your community, educate the uh, store owners, educate people to understand that the things that you think in your mind, keep them there. The things that you say at your mouth have responsibility with, okay? And uh, that's what I want to talk about this episode. Look, 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 you know, everything we're talking about right here is why I love doing the makings of you. Mm. You know, one of the, the core segments of everything culture, because even though we look a certain way, get to know me. Mm -hmm. Just don't judge me for what I look like, okay? Right. And that's the whole thing about it. Like, stereotyping or what, what's the term you, you we're using? Um, racial, what does it call it? Racial labeling. Racial labeling. Racial profiling. All these things going hand in hand. Um, but it's a very lazy thing to do. Yeah. But the thing is for us to really get to know one another. Just have a casual conversation. I have family. I have loved ones. I have things to do. Mm -hmm. But I'm looking forward to this conversation, Shan. I'm looking forward to it. I'm tired of it. I'm tired of having to have this conversation. <laughs> and... and Hey, I understand. We should get paid for it. Listen, okay. Because what you said earlier, like with the job thing, you know, I'm in the human resources uh, field. I worked in child welfare. Mm -hmm. It's so unique that you said people will use their middle name over their first name. Baby, people would change their whole name around. Like, my name is Brandon. You feel me? My first and last name, like, is very professional, okay? Mm -hmm. 
you Google my name, you will see a lot of white people through it too. I'm, I got a very racial fluid or eth- ethnic fluid name, okay? But my middle name, that D, oh, it's very cultural. Let's say that, very cultural. Okay. So not only that, and my mother did that intentionally. She wanted me to maintain my identity for who I come from and, you know, the flavor and style, the uniqueness that I am. But just in case my son to get a job or have a to survive in this world, I got to give him more of a caucus name. Yeah. So we that these are things that we consider and we have to talk about. And once again, we could talk about numerous. This not just pertains to the black community, but mm-hmm. today on this episode, we're talking okay. about black. the black community. Okay. So it, it's I said it a moment ago, but. Racial profiling, racial um, labeling. labeling, stereotyping is just lazy. Yeah. It's truly lazy. What's better than if I just see one person, oh, they're all like that. Just that mindset, the saying they're all like that is so disingenuous, lazy, and disrespectful. Because mm-hmm. we all can do it. But towards Black people, you're trying to create us to be a monolith <laughs> or truly a spectrum is so wild. You know, even at my the the term, can I say one of the one terms I hate the most? Can I say it? Y'all okay? Y'all okay? Can I say it? You're not like the others. Oh I have that on my list. I have that on my list. When I tell you I've heard that more times than I wanted to hear in my lifetime. Being one of us. Like I'm talking about since our elementary, middle school, from mm-hmm. from and, and people that look like really admire me, look like Drake. I mean, even when I was going to leave to go to a different, I was going to go to the predominantly black high school, mm-hmm. and I, I was going to the predominantly white high school that fed into the predominantly white. Uh, I was going to the predominantly white middle school that fed into the predominantly white high school, and when they found out I was leaving, they're like, "Not you." No, mm-hmm. you're you're the type we like. This is what these counselors are saying. How they because once again, race is not real. Once again, everybody is it's no such race is completely made up. Okay, racism is real, but race is fake. Race was created so racism could exist. Mm-hmm. Am I making sense? Because once again, it was to make people of lower income. At certain times, of people serving service um in indigenous servitude to create slavery of black people, what's well, getting created so they won't be labeled as more wealthy and have pride for them. So, oh, their pride can't come compared to other white people at that time, and it's still to this day. But it's like if you feel comfortable dismissing someone for something that's completely made up, mm-hmm. completely made up. Mm-hmm. That's to justify capitalism and how to keep both y'all under the wealthy's foot, you know, the ones in power. Separation. Mm-hmm. It was another way for us to separate each other. Okay. So, and the system that has been created that the stereotypes come from. Have you heard, you know, what was the first black sitcom? Shan, audience. Hold on, we're going to give them a second. Wait. We'll give everybody a second. Do y'all know the first black sitcom? 
Um, was it uh, the Jeffersons? Close, but no, we got to go back maybe a couple more decades. Maybe three more decades. Yeah. I might not know it. It started with a it started from a radio show with the same name. First all black sitcom. I don't know it. Oh, so you got so you gotta listen to everything culture and you gotta follow us during Black History Month. But Amos and Andy. Okay, I heard of that, but I never You've heard. Okay. Ooh. Ooh, about to get emotional mm. because you know I can take it light, but I take it serious. Mm. Amos and Andy was the first full black sitcom. Had black, you know, intact. Had the black protagonist, him and his friends. Um, they had a black sheriff, black mayor, all black town, all black sitcom. <laughs> before the Jeffersons, before um. Sanford and Son. That's before, my show. Before Julia. Okay. You know, I, I did my history on this. But you know, Amos, you know, but I remember I mentioned Amos and Andy come from the radio show. Like before television, like this, they, you know, they did things on radio. Mm-hmm. They had shows on radio. You know who Amos and Andy was initially? No. Two white men. What? A lot of the stereotypes and behaviors that black people still hold today was created by white people. Wait, was that um, what helped create that um, movie that they were trying to push out where that white man would act like a black woman on radio? Possibly, yes, possibly. Yeah, possibly. Because Amos and Andy, um, when the actual show came out, Like a lot of black people that saw television, once again, when you see what, if just like what we see with rappers and behaviors and things right now, and that's when people get so upset about when we talk about industry plants, TikTok. Um, <laughs> everybody don't act like that. That's not part of us. Yeah. We don't do all that. You know, it, 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 like, but who came first? Was it an art or reality or was it reality or the art? You know? But when the Amos and Andy dropped, you know, the NAACP boycotted it to the point they was taken off. We gave you a black television show, but you built this television show over stereotypes that you created about us. Right. It's basically blackface on the mic. Correct. Then we actually give, we made this image and now you go portray it. And this labeling Saying that we're not, we're unintelligent. Saying mm-hmm. that we're violent. Saying these that, and when I'm, we look at the history, it's like y'all are not the most intelligent. We completely think, and y'all are the most, some of the most violent people, not only in this country but in this world. Okay, and from all cultures. Those. But if you look at propaganda, oh, yes. who's the main one? And like with other countries, who they try to portray as being the most violent people. You feel me? I'm just pointing out that even driving a car, like when I was in college, I had, not even college, when I worked at CPS, I drove a red Chevrolet Impala. Swinging that thing. Candy was her name. Okay. You know, 
I could be in a suit and a tie, leaving court, going to visit one of my kids while they're in the foster home to mentor them, check on them with my Masonic bumper stickers and my work while I work at working with kids bumper sticker and get pulled over. Hmm. But when I'm getting pulled over for, yeah. oh, where you been? Where you going? Hey, work with my license registration. What's up? What, why are you pulling me? You, you, what am I being pulled over for? Oh, well, it's been, you know, some break-ins and calls, this, this, this. Do you see what I'm wearing? I got all white and black on. Mm-hmm. Suit and tie. Mm-hmm. You think I'm breaking in the cars, man? Right. Racial laboring, racial profiling. The the, the term thug is a, what we know what that means. Mm-hmm. The, the the term um I I I even talk about the term of even ghetto. Ghetto is not our term. Ghetto come from um the Jewish background, if I'm not mistaken. Come on, root word. Okay. But it's been coined for us to be disrespectful and demeaning to things. Okay. It's just so many things that we're looked at as being less than or more still disrespected to this day. And some of us have taken pride in those things. Cause I think taking pride in those things is a point of survival or, you know, I hate to say assimilation at times too, mm-hmm. but that's why we have to talk about is the makings of you know who you are and you know where you come from, who determines what you, who you are in life and by what they say and how they're going to depict you before you, when you're just a child, mm-hmm. uh, I'm going to say this and I'll let you slide on the shan. One of the most, one of the, the my first time crying as a CPS caseworker. Did I ever tell you this story? Probably. I love that answer. Um, little boy, he was uh, multiracial, and he was gonna go to a family, um, a Hispanic family, if I'm not mistaken. And he looked like a little Mexican boy. He looked like just a little biracial baby. That's what he looked like. Big fat cheeks, slobbering, just all this. And he turned this like the day he had to be moved out of his home because he was in a Latin home or Hispanic home. He got to be moved to a different home. And when I had him in my office, it was his birthday. The day that these this home said they can't have him any longer, it was his birthday. So I was able to, you know, I call around if you know how the system works, get to put in statewide intake. They got to put a go around, they got to put a alert out, like, hey, find his baby. This baby need a home. Yeah. Place in Waco. It was like, bet, we want him. We love him. He's gorgeous. He's beautiful. He's slobber all damn day. Mm-hmm. Okay, we want him. Cool. Put the paper in. We're about to go. I'm catching, about to catch a flight to Waco with a little baby boy one year old. I don't have kids. I don't know nothing about no baby. Mm-hmm. I don't know nothing about no baby. I don't know Jamie, no diaper. Okay. Mm-hmm. But we're going to do it. Foster parent called me. Not the foster, not the foster agency. The foster parent called me. Oh, you told me this. And she's like, what is he mixed with? Oh, me being just a naive, young social worker, caseworker, whatever. 
like, oh, he's uh, white and black. And I think his mother may be biracial, but you know, he's white and black. She's like, okay. My supervisor get a call from the case, the case manager, the foster agency saying, oh, the foster parents backed out because she has a surgery coming up. No, it's because he's black. So me being the person, I, I call. And as she talking to her, she was like, yeah, after you told me he was mixed with black, we decided not to have him. You know, he's going to grow up and, you know, he's going to start looking different and maybe acting different. I said, acting? What? Mm. What you mean by that? Mm -hmm. Man, that was a long time ago and it still hit me. Still hit me. Still hit me. Because once again, little cute baby, I'm talking about didn't have a care in the world, just want to eat, sleep, and, sleep and poop and, and babble. That's it. Mm. And they didn't want him because he was mixed with black. So think about us and think about your children who are black presenting, okay? And how the type of challenges we're going to have in this world already. That's what that racial labeling and that stereotyping and how the type of effect that it has on us. And then we have a certain reaction of how people may treat us where we can't express ourselves comfortably and with the walk on eggshells um, yeah. and sweat, cold switch, everything in case may be because of ignorance of other people. But yeah, all of that is just like these assumptions of who you're going to be before you even have a chance to show people. Um, that holds us back you know having prejudice is a very judgment filled what did they say that they do okay let me avoid that before you even allow yourself to have an experience that is different from what you heard mm -hmm. and when it comes to discriminating against a group of people um it makes people feel not enough, not accepted. Some people push back. Some people don't try at all. Some people um, have this uh, mindset that if, you know, my skin was a little bit lighter, or if I straighten my hair, or if I buy this car, or if I move in this neighborhood, or if I make this kind of money, or if I marry this person, then they'll accept me, then they'll see me. And a lot of times it backfires in a way where people get to a point where they realize it's not enough too late and you're in a situation and you created children to then have to live in the situation you created thinking you are going to change how people think about you as a whole. You are going to force someone to accept you and treat you just and it's not working and this whole racial bias against black people doing everyday things when other ethnicities are allowed to do them without a second thought that you're in the store because there's something you need and you're going to buy where we walk in the store and it's go watch them go ask them what they're looking for Go follow with up with them three minutes. It's sad. It's a, a empty, you know, feeling of you don't have anything left to justify why you're treating someone like this. 
So you're banking on this is what's going to stop you. This is what's going to hurt your feelings. This is what's going to make someone limit you from being able to do what you think you're going to do. And we see it all the time. And laws are being created as we speak with social media and what you can do. These accusations that people are making um, on Black people are going to be limited in our future. And, you know, just calling the police because your neighbor is outside and they have visitors and they're outside and you're not supposed to be gathering on, you know, oh. your porch or in your driveway or, you know. But you got to understand, how, what, what, what did this country come from? What was this based off on? Slavery and owning people and taking people's land. But what kind of people? Displacing black people, colored people. Like the the word black did not all it it was not always black. It had evolved to be black. Oh, if we go all the like I never shout out to my uncle Rambo, my uncle Chuck. Okay. He's uh, name like you know, his reason, you know, he served in the military when you, you know, his reason to call him Uncle Rambo, okay? Rambo. But so he served. He served his country. Yeah. Him and his, his father, his siblings to get a better space here in this earn respect to show like, hey, I'm a citizen just like you. I have a family. All these things when you judge me. I remember asking him when I first started doing everything culture. I'm talking about when everything culture was a baby. What do you like to be identified as? He like, I don't care. You know, they didn't call me everything from Negro, um, you know, black, colored. Uh, and these are he said, I didn't check all the boxes. This this is what they put on black and white. Negro, um, black, colored. He went that other thing, you know, and I'm like African American. He like, I'm just me. I'm from Ennis, Texas. You know, he taught me, you know, I, I need to have him on the show. But it was real, like, that was one of the first time, like, me thinking about that, like, dang. He said, they could call me what they want to call me anyway. That's true. And I will say this. Um, having two Jamaican parents who were not born in this country and coming here, and I tell my friends who are born and raised here all the time, if you go to Jamaica and somebody asks you, where's your family from? And you said, I'm black. My family's from America. They're going to laugh at you and they're going to think that you're not that intelligent. Because America is the only place that when you talk about family and who you are, the first answer is racial not ethnic and culture based. And other countries, when they ask you that, they wanna know your root. They wanna know what country your people are from. They wanna know what languages are native to your people so they can make a connection. English. Okay. <laughs> so, so, so I don't see why, uh, this is a conversation. I don't see why we think it's stupid because yeah, one, but, but, it's like, but, but it's like with Jamaican, you can't say, oh, we're y'all are African just like us. Y'all just dropped out first. So we can say we're American. 
You right, know what I mean? but they they when they say it, it's kind of like this sense of belonging when they're born and raised there, because right? Because y'all allowed to have that belonging. Remember, right. even though we were born and raised here, we still are being objectified and racially labeled here. That's right. the problem. But we this should is be thing. able to say we're American and say it proudly. But since we're treated, it has been from the beginning, see, treated as diamonds, second-class citizens to start right. out with. But as lesser beings, and yeah. then we once again, civil rights is just for them not the right to spit on us. And then, like we're still fighting. So when, like, especially the old age when they may say that, because mm -hmm. I'm from America, but I'm black. Mm -hmm. So it's like it's like a, it shouldn't be there once again. But it, like, and a lot of us are getting to that point. Like, like one said, when I own Juneteenth, when I say I'm, a, it's that asterisk that's right there. Mm -hmm. Because like same thing when I was here, go back to Africa. You go back to Europe. When you go back to Europe, we go back to Africa. How about that? Yeah. But yeah. that mindset, because that's so someone with other countries, like we we I, I can't I'm still in a certain place when I'm working now, but have people from different countries that don't understand the plight of the African the American descendant of slavery. Okay. Because there has to be a level of grace that you give black Americans and understand how they got to a point where th this is how they identify because these things in history has happened. Grace and education. Yeah. Because I was watching, I don't know, you probably sent it to me here on TikTok or IG, but yeah. it was an African woman talking about why we just, black people need to stop talking about slavery because it's, it's, it's done, racism doesn't exist. Shut up. Go on now. Because just like you don't, once again, if you don't know the history and the things are still happening now in this country, live in effect, you ain't gonna care. I think black people being in a level of what they deem, I'm great and I can do all the things my white uh, counterparts can do. What you're dealing with as a black person is so below me, it doesn't exist, are harmful to the culture of black people because it gives people this illusion that, oh, all I have to do is make a certain level of money or live in a certain uh, a certain lifestyle to not be affected by these things that I am around me. And that's not true. So for instance, a race was created here in this country to put create a, a, a servitude of people for no apparent reason. Yeah. And there so are other countries that do deal with race because Americans have been traveling. Because there. American has yeah. done. And so, they have taken those uh, ways of control and maneuvering people yes. through racial biases. So if, you, if you're in a certain space, yeah. like for instance, I keep saying, if racism didn't exist, we will still have issues. I think that we all know that to be a common thing, but it does exist. Right. It's like if you're working out, I can do 225. Mm -hmm. Okay. I'm expect I'm gonna put some work in. But if you add two more plates that they say racism, I'm like, whoa. Mm -hmm. wow. Seriously. Yeah. And then you know, like ugh, I've I've been around people who are black who think all white people are racist. Mm -hmm. um, but around black people that think all black people are racist too. That, um, 
I just, I'm just like, damn, I just wish you would travel more. I wish you would um, get outside your box that you're limiting yourself in. Um, but some people just want to stay in the confines of what they're sure about and what they think they know. And um, you got to have that want to see more, want to experience more, uh, want to know where something is stemming from to learn that one way is not the only way. And when it comes to what we see, all the energy is coming from a place, a teaching, a learning, a habit, a repetitive mindset of, I feel just doing this to someone else because of what I saw my dad go through when I was growing up or um, what my mom said or what my uncle said or what someone did to my sister months ago. They look like somebody like you, so let me handle this situation like this. And all of that, yeah, all of that not put in its proper place is just transferred energy. Transferred energy um, that's not unloaded in a responsible manner that just keeps uh, duplicating itself. And every time we're scrolling through media and we see anything, whether it's like a body cam assault, uh, someone shopping and being black, and that's why they're being talked to at the side of the store. Someone just spent hundreds of dollars in Nike and now they're outside and all their bags are being gone through because someone thinks they took something when they took nothing. Yeah. They're just black people with too many bags that usually black people cannot Dri afford. From driving a nice car. Yeah. But we have to pay attention going back always to Amos and Andy. A lot of behaviors that was created, that racial profiling, that race, that discrimination, not discrimination, I apologize, but the, the stereotypes that's been created that people um, racial label us with didn't even come from us. Right. Now, you know, it's some things that come from us that it's like we still don't expect all of us going to do it. Like every black person is not going. I don't. I don't like hot sauce. Yeah. <laughs> see, look, look. See, look. Something like. See, and we got to talk about some of the positive. We talk about the positive stereotypes we labeling. Every black person is supposed to know how to dance. Every black person knows how to dance. Every black person is supposed to know how to play basketball. I suck at basketball. I tell people straight up, I got two left ankles. I got two, I got left and right. A black person is supposed to play spades because I don't play spades and I don't want to learn. <laughs> that hurt. <laughs> I drink <so>. <laughs> See, see. <laughs> see, we, see, you taking it too far. You taking it too far. You took it to, we was having a good productive conversation right here. <laughs> yeah, uh, we, got, we got to have some things that, you know, like it goes back to that point. <laughs> we, how much progress have we truly made where we don't need to have, <laughs> know, how to know how to play spades anymore? Like, that's what I'm learning. Like, yeah. it must be real nice we made it that far in life. It, our ancestors. We have Uno. No, we phase 10. Phase 10 is created by a black man. 
you know, and we don't. And this thing, see, that's the other thing about. It. See, we could keep going back and forth so with black folks, man. Uno, the dude that made the people who made Uno, trying to tell us the rules. We like, we ain't gonna do that. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> we, to listen to we still continue to defy the odds. We still continue to prove people wrong. Show us who we are and what we can accomplish. Yeah. Um. If they try to diminish us on our creativity, yeah, our intelligence, our strength, our athleticism, our faith in total, mm-hmm. and and that's something that I can say that many people may disagree with, but I said label that we can put on us is resilient. Mm-hmm. They hate our resilience. Okay. They, 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 they supposed to know it, but when I'm talking about resilient, the type of stuff that we've been through, the type of things that we're going through, yeah, and the type of things that we will face in the future too, because it's not over. Yeah. You know, I wish I could wake up tomorrow and say, "Oh, all the problems gone." You know, it's not like that. So, you know, we got to be grateful for that. You know, mm-hmm. truly. Truly, truly. Um, question. What do you feel like promotes what are the top factors that you feel like promotes racism? Control, jealousy, profit. Mm. Once again, history of racism. Okay. If I like they back then racism used to be profitable. Yeah. To certain people. I think racism is still profitable. I, I, there's no it, way. Wait, it could, it, it, it is to a sense, but you would make a lot more money bringing people together, giving people what they want, and make them happy. Every, once again, everybody could win. That's why yeah. I, I led. That's why I led with control. At the end of the day, it's about control and yeah. jealousies follow from that. Because it's just like how some men and women, men want to control women. Because women are capable and able to do so much, so I got to keep you feeling like you're lesser than yourself. Because if you knew your true worth, you may not be—you may not want me. Because they're scared of someone wanting to be there with them because of them and being truly there for them. It has to be—you need money. That's why you're here because that makes me feel more secure because I'm the one only one that has it. It's very like, damn, I wish you loved yourself a bit more to know that I'm not here for that. Let me let me tell y'all this. Let me tell you. It's certain, I'm in certain work. I'm going to say this and I'm going to be quiet. Because yeah. this show is going to come out later. Are you, if it was coming out today, I wouldn't say this. <laughs> but we're talking to a a white man and yeah. he was sharing his perspective on DEI. And I, I hear this from a lot. I talk, conversations everything culture mm-hmm. and he shared that his thing with DEI he know he don't feel like he's invited certain spaces he felt like DEI is discriminatory against him that was a red flag for me yeah but you centering yourself yeah I mean you ain't been paying attention to what he's talking about you should not center yourself yeah. but he made a statement talking about how allyship you know usually needed and he said you know a lot of these places you know if we don't have a lot allyship you wouldn't get to where you need to be and I was like, 
I would I say if I wasn't in the space that I was in, I would have definitely like, what did you mean by that? Mm-hmm. Because what I I can tell you what I interpreted from there. Mm-hmm. That me as a white man, you still need me because I created these barriers and to get through these barriers, you need someone like me to help you get through them. Mm-hmm. And that's why I'm like, do you want to be? You know, I didn't hear want at all. Mm-hmm. I heard that you need us. Yeah. That, that, and that, that was something I, it, it, it spoke volumes to me. Volumes to me. Mm. So that right there is to a point where I would say, we don't, like, you're going to bring all it back. We can be friends, but I don't need you. Right. I want you as a friend, but I don't need you as a friend. I would want you as an ally, but I don't want to. You you putting your position, you putting yourself in a position of need. You putting yourself in a position of being able to leverage me as a person. That's what I'm saying. That's exactly. What I'm, that's like you flat my tire, and then you offer me your tire services. Or I'll tow your car. You just need to pay me this much. You take it. Once again, you take it either way you want to take it. <sighs> but yeah. And this was just like, you know, 2023 things. What we do, but that's why we're having conversations like these, Shane. The work is still needed, baby. I want the hierarchy of uh, racism to go away, the passive aggressive attitudes to go away. You know how I make it go away? I've been, hey, you go back to season one of Everything Culture. Are you giving us the solution already? Reparations. Pay us what you owe. Y'all got all this money to give to other countries. 14.6 today. Make it Pay make us. sense. Once again, because they still want to control us. Yes. It's, it's like They're being, scared it's, of letting go. What will they do if we do this? Black people in America is like being, it's like we were married. And, but being a woman, they won't sign the divorce papers. Yeah, and don't want them signing. <laughs> don't want to give up the um the alimony, the child support, and sign the papers. You can go, but you ain't getting nothing. Right. You ain't get the last name. Don't get nothing. Nah, it don't work that way. Pay me with, give me no my taxes and uh, life uh, life insurance policy that's good. That comes. It got to come to us because they'll they'll be, taking, they'll be taking us out left and right if that was the case. It goes to the government. Let me tell you. I'm that. saying like us, but we ain't got to pay for it. It's just you got it. Well, let me tell you, pay them reparations, and you see how peaceful things will become. Thanks. And but see how you start getting ignored more. Mm. See how you talking about you don't you tell me y'all get mad at BET imagine having a whole hot black Hollywood in Atlanta in Houston Tyler Perry already working on it listen but I'm telling you because if you give us that true power because you know if you give us our reparation we'll have resources to protect ourselves this time too they won't feel needed once again it's been plenty of communities that's been built that's been black led but it's always been infiltrated. You better pay attention to the native, the indigenous people of this country. Yeah. Cause it was a whole, it was thousands of languages spoken on this land before. Okay. 
How many languages of indigenous people do you know of? How many Native Americans you heard? How many? Name three. Name, name one. Anybody. 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 Oh, man. Pay attention. That's all I'm saying. And you know how they really tore down. The, well, you know, because once again, we talk about the code. We talk about black people. We got to talk about indigenous. I'm, I'm like that. But if you look at the history, how did they infiltrate them? They turned them against one another. Yeah. Whew. So, the black impact is evident. Turn on your Wi-Fi. Okay, we know that. Um, the solution would be people understanding their privileges. Mm. Um, people being financially thoughtful, knowing who you're spending your money with and what that company uh, invest in what they're for, what they're privately uh, purchasing. Um, there's a lot of electrical companies, insurance companies, um, auto companies who have private meetings and invest in private owned prisons that have a majority of black people in them, mm. uh, making billions per year that help fund their companies and help their generational wealth. And they also have, you know, the phone call of politicians and those politicians sit in those rooms and make those laws that make it easier to line their pockets. And once we start understanding like how to connect for out here, we'll start deciding, okay, I could go into this store and buy this, but there's also this store here that will bring this money back into my community or represent something I believe in. Um, understanding your own biases towards black people and why they're there and how you can undo those. Um, being willing to understand other people's feelings, even though you, you're feeling like you didn't do something. If somebody says, I feel this when you did this, accept that. Stop centering yourself. Okay. If somebody okay. if if Shannon's telling me how she feels and what she's going through, my responsibility as a friend and somebody who actually care is not to tell you, girl, guess what's going on with me. Right. Or no, you're not feeling that. I have to correct my daughters every day. They're very petty. Okay, we was in five and below today. They was about to squabble, and I'm the only one spending the money. Okay, so um, you just gotta nip it. You gotta nip that in the bag. Know your uh, role, mom. Stand on. Yes. <laughs> Stop saying you don't see color. I hate that so much. You do. Everybody does. Just respect it yes respect my culture that's it okay um know that a racist joke is a racist joke so i'm trying to take it back and make it funnier because it's not okay and if you think we didn't hear it we heard it nobody okay. just laughed <sighs> okay and education and housing discrimination is still going on in rampant and, and educate yourself yeah and having one friend of any ethnicity is not enough. 
It doesn't it doesn't give you the say so to speak for them or right. the culture. Right. I think your awareness of self matters. Um, racism is created to divide people, not bring people together. Yep. Um, get out your ignorance and native people were not dictating the worth of people based on their race okay so that is not something that was in this country initially that is something that was brought here and thought through to hold people back to separate families um if you are one of if you are one of those lucky wealthy people who still have grandparents and great-grandparents talk to them Talk to them, have discussions with them, share thoughts with them and have them talk to you. And if you do podcasts, record with them because a lot of people out here don't have grandparents. They don't have great grandparents. They don't have those stories. They don't have those pictures. They don't know their culture. Um, if they want to research it, they would have to pay money. And these companies are doing different things with different information. So. I just say, be mindful, be aware, um, think through why am I upset that someone is able to live here? Why am I upset that this person's child is able to sell cookies here? How is this affecting me going from point A to point B today? Does this deserve a police call? Why is this child in this hoodie playing at the playground bothering me so much? Just think about it. Like, it's not that serious. Uh, even, like, for the past I mean, two let's weeks... Let's clarify. That child the hoodie is not bothering you. You're bothered by them. Yes. Clarify that. Yes. And if you like, did... Why, why that, do their presence bother you? Yeah, if, they, if you did say that on the call, you know that police officer and that dispatcher is not coming. They're not showing up. So you gotta make this something that is not in order to get someone out here to fulfill your need to make you feel validated you know um i've i've been feeling very guilty uh being able to watch the news and what's going on in palestine and uh getting getting the backstory on why for the past few years that this has been a thing Years, you years, ten years. This, this been going on since I was a child. Ten years, but it, we were born, right? But it wasn't nothing that's in front of your face like it is now for me. Um, and and just as like the propaganda is so like dehumanizing. Because nah. being a black person, if you don't understand what's going on here, you really disconnected from our culture and our history and our roots. Yeah. Sad. The stuff that people don't like watching documentaries of, they ain't gonna try to watch this either. Yeah. Pay attention what they doing to these people. Right. But no, you really watch Barbie. <laughs> What's going on with Christian and Blueface? Right. What's happening with the Bad Girls Club? What's on Zeus? What did Jada say today? Yeah, Jada and Will. Oh my god. Do the Lakers win? Mm. How the Cowboys doing? How about them Cowboys? Pay attention what's happening to people and human beings, yo. Where's Drewski? 
Drewski's hilarious. He's in and Houston. How are we about to become one of the poorest countries? Let me tell you something before I ain't gonna get into that. Chan, you gotta stay on task. We're talking about black. I'm trying, but is it, I'm I'm saying these things to say like what? I said one of my hey, you pay us her right for the rep. Hey, black folks, they reparations. Watch, we flip that. Listen. So we go pay. A lot of us go give it right back to you. Dave Chappelle said it a long time ago. Y'all That's get it back point. immediately, almost. I I got two cousins go buy two eighteen wheelers in Newport. So don't even trip about that. A lifetime supply in Newport. You think it's a lie? Oh my god. We need this like we all need to come good. together and talk about if we actually receive reparations again. Just the dream. That is like, hmm. Uh. Didn't we talk about that? I know, I know. I talked about it in the early episode with some old folks. I don't know if we are. We may have talked about it. Did we do that for our Thanksgiving episode a couple of years? Was yeah. that last year? A couple of years I ago? I mean, I don't know if he did, but we should. Yeah, Baylor in here. We, 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 I think we, talk. we should do a things uh, uh, Friendsgiving um, pod. Absolutely. That'd be fun. Absolutely, we need to bring that back. Heck yeah, heck yeah, we gonna do it. That's what's gonna happen. Yeah. All right, y'all tune in for that. Thank you so much. This is episode five of She Gets a Pod and Everything Culture. My name is Shan. You can find me at shanbpod.com. And she gets a pod on Mondays weekly. We drop a show. I appreciate you. And as always, we'll leave y'all with the mission statement of everything culture. Um, and that is, it comes to the words of Dr. Reverend Martin Luther King Jr. And he explained preached before that he believes that men hate each other because they fear each other they fear each other because they don't know each other they don't know each other because of segregation and because of segregation we have miscommunication so this podcast has been built on the pillars of respect communication and consistency so we can get to know each other so we can love one another 